you are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings, and welcome to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, my guest is Timothy Glenn. Timothy is an author, astrologer, numerologist, and spiritual reader. He came into this world without the veils pulled all the way down, like many of us. He never fit into the real world. Early years include music, voice, and exposure to astrology. Theatrical training and performance prepared him for a brief stint as a minister. He has done past life regression, sound healing, astrology, and now does multidimensional soul purpose readings. You can find out more on his website at www.soulpurposereadings.com. So let's welcome Timothy back to the show now. Hi, Timothy. How are you? I'm remaining centered and balanced as I move through the midst of the insanity. <laughs> good, good. Well, uh, you know, the last show we did, which was recent, um, you were going to be doing a channeling uh, by the Protarians the next day. Uh, I think you mentioned that they were kind of becoming more active in uh, their uh, sharing information recently. Yes, and well, we mm, How'd that yeah, go? We've, well, we've gone public again. Aha. You know, that's the way it has worked uh, through the decades. We'll go for a few years with real regular sessions for huh. the public and then uh, press the hold button. Huh. And, and a lot of that is to allow me and others then to, like, vibrate up to whatever level, you know, so we can grow into <laughs> whatever had come through. Uh-huh. And, uh, and sometimes they just like to sit back and, and watch what we do. Well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so we've done uh, three public sessions now in this phase, because we'd gone for a little, something like three and a half years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the only contact then was when I personally contact them and, and get downloads and so forth. Mm-hmm, right, right. Um, how do they um, usually let you know when, they're, when they want to disseminate some information? Well, I uh, get a certain feeling, and then it's like, okay, I just go sit down and tune in, and um, there it is. Ah. Yeah. And and they uh, let me know in advance, you know, uh, the title of, of the next presentation, hmm. what the pr- approach they'd like to take. Because the first one, when we went public again here, uh, what was that, God, June? <laughs> I can't oh. even keep track now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the title was, uh, well, what was the title? Oh, it was Separation into Oneness. Hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. Yes, well, uh, it's like we are coming up to this point where it's pretty obvious that not everybody's going to get along and go together, so uh, why not separate into any of the infinite parallel realities and where we won't bother each other. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are individuals and certainly groups, even massive groups on this planet, who refuse to get along. 
Oh, that's a pretty obvious, I think, to just about everybody by now. Right. And so it's like, okay, why not let each group go into their own separate reality where they won't be interfering with each other? And from there, they can much more easily and gracefully ascend into the universal oneness, at which point none of this other rubbish will matter. Well, the only problem is uh, a lot of those uh, realities have... uh uh, entities that uh, they'd like to dominate and control. So who are they going to dominate and control if they're in their own uh, uh, reality? Well, uh, remember, this is infinity. Oh, right, right. Yes. So, yeah. so <laughs> a whole set of characters is developed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was a fun one. And the next one was uh, called um, Ascension Boot Camp. <laughs> Because <laughs> what, what people had noticed was the Proterians just came out, they took the gloves off and came out swinging. Really? Yeah, it's like, you know, slap awake. It's like, you know, because usually they just like to chide the earthling, earthlings uh-huh. in, into waking up, which is all cool, which way they do all the way along. But, man, they just talk about not mincing words. Wow. Can <laughs> not you give, pulling punches. Can you give some examples of that? Uh, off the top of my head right now, no. It's just okay. like, it was like, wake up kids but one of the things they really emphasized was how stupid we are for constantly fighting and arguing and bickering about things that don't really matter <laughs> which is just about everything right yeah uh, and of course then they used one of our uh, standard analogies what we're arguing over is how to rearrange the deck chairs on the titanic <laughs> well now it's important that they all be in the right place before the, t- the boat goes down <laughs> that's right <laughs> I mean, yeah. anyone with etiquette lessons knows that. <laughs> right. And so the third one was called Prioritizing Ascension. Hmm. And they got into a lot of the stuff that's uh, going on in the political circus out there. Oh. And how people are so bunged up about one thing or another, or one person or another. And uh, it's like, well, if you're putting all that energy into that, well, that's what you're prioritizing. That's where you're feeding your energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why not prioritize ascension? Then make it uh, your top priority. Well, sure, yeah. Because if, most of, if most of your mental and emotional body energy is getting channeled into being bunged up about, and then they ask, what, are you, what bothers you about your reality? And they came up with different examples, you know, climate change and all these other things. And, and of course, the Proterians just turn it right around and give a much broader perspective on it all and uh, and essentially it always came down to what you're really bunged up about is propaganda <laughs> right right yeah and feeding more energy into that well one of the things that i find uh, rather disturbing is the uh, lack of uh integrity and the lack of truth about our situation and about our background and our history and um, about who's running the show. I mean, there's so much untruth going on now and so many tin gods that want to run the world that, um, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, and and we're just uh, intentionally kept in the dark about just about everything that's uh, going on. And um, that doesn't seem like a very uh, good way to run a, <laughs> a universe and whose responsibility would it be for you to move out of the dark? Hmm. 
Well, of course, the right answer most likely would be mine. Well, it always drops right back in your own laps now, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess it does. I guess it does. We can't really point any fingers at, uh, you know, whoever else is, uh, has all the money and the the toys and the power. I mean, after all, those don't mean anything, do they? Those are beings that you wrote into your own script. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not going to win this conversation. <laughs> Probably not, no. Yes, yes. I think I better take a turn here. Um, so Ask we... us anything. <laughs> well, shove the Tim entity aside and talk with you directly. Oh, okay. You've experienced us live even, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. Are we throwing you for a loop? Uh, maybe uh, a loop-de-loop. <laughs> no problem. <clears throat> you know how expectations are. Uh, expectations, that's a, a luxury, right? Mm, yes, true. It is a luxury. Yes. Um, uh, but what about all the uh, things that are going on here that uh, appear to be done by um, those in power or other, other entities, other beings? And yes, we may have unconsciously given our power away, but uh, we're, it seems like we'd need to be conscious in order to take it back. Oh, that's a minor detail, eh? Mm, yes. Becoming conscious, like waking up, that one? Yes, yes. Right, so waking up, and you realize as you become more conscious, well, you then it becomes rather obvious that all these crises that you think you have are really merely, if they're crises at all, it's a crisis of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that seems to be true. So, what would you like to know about your reality? We have a different perspective on it all, you know? Well, uh, what's really going on here, and uh, why are we so worried about it? Well, ask yourself that question. Why are you so worried about it? <laughs> because worry is just one of the many faces of your old friend, fear. Mm. Do you see that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. So, how deeply does the fear energy run in a human being on planet Earth? Mm. I would say it's pretty ingrained, especially since they're... Uh, is known to be uh, mind control going on at just about every level, either the military or the religions or, you know, <laughs> Joe Blow with a sign on his back saying the world is coming to an end tomorrow. <laughs> and what about what's being programmed into your DNA? Mm, well, yes, there's that too. And what about the downloads of your past life memories along other bloodlines? Hmm. Well, that certainly would be something to take into consideration. And we could keep going for a few hours, but... I know. <laughs> I was beginning to think that. Yeah, loads of your silly little TikToks in your TikTok reality there. So what would you advise to uh, us silly little earthlings who uh, would like things to be different and uh, need some pointers on how to get started with that? Have you heard of things like detachment, 
Mm. and neutrality. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of things like stopping to smell the roses? Mm-hmm. A breathing? Mm-hmm. Etc. Slow down. And if you understand that any time you have these so-called negative energies triggered in you, whether it's fear or anger or whatever it is, that is simply something that's been stuck in you that's now loosened up and it's up to the surface where you can simply clear it. So those are golden opportunities for you to simply channel the universal energy into what had been stuck energy, which is nothing but matrix programming. Mm-hmm. And when you catch yourself, how about not judging yourself? That's a tough one. Well, let's not make that an affirmation. No, no, no. Uh, I've, yeah, I've found it has been uh, presented difficulties for myself in the past, but it should be easy to just um, forgive oneself. It's been challenging, but getting easier. How's that? I like that. That's a good one. Right. And so as you go on, you can find yourself occasionally having those little things triggered in you. And it's not that you have to stop it and repress it, because that's not going to work, is it? Mm, no. no. Let it come up, and even if you get totally pissed for a few minutes, it's all right. It's simply stuff that's been down in there all this time. And we gave this example in the last public session. Uh, we asked the audience, how many of you are bunged up about the Donald? <laughs> we did that. Was that a majority of hands? Well, we would estimate it was one-third. Oh, okay. That's and one-third of the audience was like, oh, no, we like the Donald. And the other third was like in the middle going, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But there were those who were all bunged up about the Donald. And they don't even understand that they're feeding their energy into him. Ah. By opposing him, you're supporting him. Right, right. Your old friend, Carl Gustav Jung, had said, what you resist... Persists. Right, so if you're part of the resistance, you are making sure that you're supporting its persistence. Mm, that's true. Now, the beings around the Donald, supporting the Donald, the, the ones for whom he actually works, even on the human level, not even going into extra-dimensional entities, etc., do you suppose they understand how things work a little better than the average Earthling does? Most likely. Right. And so when these Trump haters throw all of this judgmentalism and hatred and vitriol at him, you don't suppose they're able to just transmute that energy? Hmm. Hmm. Right. In other words, all these beings are doing is feeding energy into the Donald and those he's working with, and none of it is going to hurt any of them. Because they've got the ability to simply say, thank you very much for the energy. We will transmute it into this. Mm. Huh. <clears throat> well, that's kind of a joke on the people who are uh, uh, sending that energy. Well, if you were sending that kind of energy, um, do you really expect you would be succeeding at a time like this in your unfoldment? Mm, no, I don't think so. 
You see, the universe is actually supporting what you call the ascension. Mm-hmm. So the universe is uh, <clears throat> not going to be supporting that and saying, oh, yes, that's wonderful. Get into more judgmentalism. Hate people. <laughs> Judge and condemn them. That's great. Wonderful. <laughs> true, true. So a lot of these folks are doing all sorts of things, even folks organizing rituals and so forth, because they're all going to cast spells on the Donald and so forth. Yes. They don't understand that they're actually supporting him. Mm-hmm. Silly. And that that energy is like food. It is sustenance. It's, yeah. well, it's like plugging electrical energy into it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit next time. Um, in fact, we've decided that the title of the next episode of Public Channelings will be Up Your Nose. <laughs> Another fun exercise in tough love. Okay. <laughs> Like, these people have no chance within the context of your reality of succeeding at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're getting the opposite result without even realizing what they're doing. Mm, right. Right. So our suggestion is going to be, since you've got all these silly cell phones you've got and so forth, you know you've got your chargers, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, take the charger and plug it into your nose. <laughs> Stick those prongs up your nose and try to charge the phone. <laughs> That's how much of a chance you've got of these things succeeding. Huh. And it also, sounds like it will work. <laughs> right. Now, also, we would like to point out here is that when people judge in any form of judgmentalism and all of this campaigning to use government, of all things, to accomplish what the ego thinks it wants, uh, there's a little uh, burden people take on. Because if you're going to use government in your current system, which is force, Mm -hmm. and you're going to use that to force other beings to do what you think is right, well, there's a little burden, and that is, without being correct, you're taking on negative karmic energy. Mm. So if you're going off on a campaign to insult and berate someone like the Donald... If you don't make sure that you're factually correct, hmm, you might just be taking on a load of really yucky negative karma that you don't really want. Mm. But how good are earthlings at self-sabotage? Well, I'd say we're pretty much uh, experts. You're the masters of the universe. <laughs> you have taken dysfunction and you have raised it to an art form. Hmm. Now, in our home planet, before we came into our ascension process, we had our own share of dysfunction. However, we stand in awe at the all-time champions. (laughs) The earthlings. (laughs) And uh, where would you say that that dysfunction originates or comes from? The origins we trace to what we call the cosmic matrix, which is artificial intelligence, as most of you would call it, because you're living in a simulation. Mm. Uh, Have you looked at what some of your own physicists are saying about simulation hypothesis? 
A bit, yes. Yeah, it's not catching on. In fact, they're realizing that they actually are better off going back and rereading the ancient literature through different lenses now. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to the ancient writings, it's all spelled out. Mm. Now, you and the Tim entity have talked about the Gnostic writings, mm-hmm. and they call this simulation the false light universe. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, because you've been living in this hologram in what you would consider to be a long time, lots and lots of little earthling TikToks. <laughs> right. Yes. Now, you've got a few of your old uh, scientist days here who had a different interpretation, different view of things, uh, Schrodinger and Heisenberg. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the Heisenberg entity was seeing everything as being quantized because that's what the the data was showing, whereas Schrodinger was simply tuning into the natural universe and thinking instead of things being like frames per second, it would be literally infinite frames per second, which means there would be no frames because it would all be perfectly smooth. Mm. And of course, as the experiments are done, Heisenberg said, you know, Schrodinger, that's wonderful, but that's not what the data is showing us. That's because Schrodinger was simply tuning into the natural universe and Heisenberg was playing his experimental games in the cosmic matrix. Mm. So your reality is frames per second, and it's pixelated. Now, how high-tech do you suppose it would really need to be to fool the Earthling senses? Mm. Well, I would guess it would be fairly high-tech, because um, it would have to agree on so many different levels. We're talking about fooling your perceptions. Oh. So that you would look at your reality and think it was, quote-unquote, real, with a capital R. Well, I don't know, because if you're, in a, if you're dreaming, for instance, it seems like there's no technology, and yet everything seems real. All right. But let's talk about not dreaming, being out here in your waking state, in what you think is real. Well, it sure feels real, especially when you get... Uh, bitten by an insect or, you know, stumble and fall on your face. All right. Now, can your physical body actually tell the difference uh, between what is happening in your quote-unquote real life and what's happening in a dream? Does the physical body respond? Like, does it sweat and do all these things because you're dreaming? I think it does. Yes, it does. So actually what we're going for, let's start with frames per second. Okay. Let's Let's see. This is a film. You know, in your early cinematic adventures here, you're not going too far back, a little over a century of your TikTok time. Mm-hmm. All right. Those films looked a little herky-jerky to you, right? Yes. Right. That's because they were using such low technology. It was like even less than 20 frames per second. Mm-hmm. So it didn't look really smooth. All right. So they upped the game. And so then they get to the point that they're using um, 30, even 30 to 100 in some of their current games, 30 to 100 frames per second. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, your earliest video games, do you remember your video games from the early days when you were young? In your 20s, no less. <laughs> uh, well, do you remember I don't the think... first one? Do you remember the first one? No. It was called Pong. Oh, yes, I now I remember. Right. See, the, the Tim Entity's memory banks are filled with this silly nonsense. He did a lot of that. 
right. Now you're talking about six frames per second. Okay. All right. But it still looked like motion. Right. It looked relatively smooth. The games that you've got running now that are so cool, the big action games, etc., even up to over 100 frames per second. Wow. Yes. And so your films now uh, are using many more frames per second than they had earlier, which is why they look more realistic. Mm-hmm. And so um, in what you call HD, you've got like 50 to 60 frames per second. Mm. Completely fools human perception. And it looks, and we believe that it actually is going on. You believe it's perfectly smooth. You're oh, okay. perceiving it as though it were infinite frames per second. Oh. That's the way it registers with you. Let's say you've got these beings to whom a million frames per second would not be convincing. Mm-hmm. They've got such perceptive capacity compared to you that you could run something at a million frames per second, and they would say, oh, no, that sucks. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Go up to a billion. Okay. Now, what would an Earthling do? You've got these beings who are fooled by one million frames per second, and another not fooled by by that at all, and they need a billion frames a second. Mm. Right. Now, an Earthling would look at both of those and not even be able to tell the difference between a million frames per second and a billion frames per second. Right. Because to you, a hundred looks perfectly smooth. <laughs> True. Right. How pathetic do you feel now? Well, uh, unfortunately, pretty pathetic. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, we often like to use the term pathetic little snotlings from 3D Planet Earth. <laughs> You've been trained to perceive yourselves as nothing but pathetic little snotlings from 3D Planet Earth. Hmm. Hmm. And so none of this really matters, because as you come into your awakening and you go into the natural universe rather than this holographic universe, Mm -hmm. then you would be living infinite frames per second. Actually, there would be no frames, because it is literally infinite. Mm -hmm. Looking at your reality, you notice uh, in your reality things uh, tend to be pixelated. Mm -hmm. All right, now... We look at your reality, and you know what it's like when you look at those old, grainy photographs and you can't make a lot of the detail out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Put that on steroids. That's what your reality looks like to us. Huh. <clears throat> so, imagine that there would be actually be zero pixelation. It would be infinitely smooth transition. Wow. All right? That's the natural universe. Are we seeing any of the natural universe uh, as things are at, at the moment? Uh, looking at earthling perception, we don't see that you're seeing it. Not with your physical senses. Okay. But as you were alluding to earlier, sometimes in dream time, sometimes in the meditative states and so forth. And you've got some people who are more advanced with this. And so, yeah, they are getting glimpses of the natural universe. But as it's coming to a head now, as this game gets exciting, and of course you've got to have it be exciting, right? Oh, well, yes. Because of the human addiction to drama. Mm-hmm. So you're all addicted to the drama, and it's getting exciting. It has to be exciting, or it's not a good movie, right? That's true. 
right. All right. So it's all building up and building up and building up. And as the Matrix program on your 3D Earth Matrix game here crashes, because it's going to be resetting, you will be able to see through the cracks if you're looking. Mm. If you're maintaining the awareness, if you know it's going to be there, if you have that sense that you're going to be able to see through the illusion and you'll look right through the cracks, you will be perceiving the natural universe with your physical senses. Mm. All right. So if you were the Matrix programmers, do you think maybe you'd create some distractions? Oh, yes, definitely. Keep the Earthlings focused on all these cool things. Because as we come into this, you know you're going to be able to do things that you've just wanted to do so much, even with your silly little technologies. It would be such a drastic shift for you to suddenly be able to run your automobiles on water. Mm -hmm. How would that change things? It would uh, drastically change things. Exactly. And what if you had a little device in your hand, like the size of one of your silly little cell phones, or even smaller, and it was able to tap into the energy that is just free energy that has nothing to do with prices, like your economic system, etc., but energy that's not tied into a specific form. And so it would take that, and it would be enough to power your entire home. Well, that would be wonderful. Would it have a drastic effect? Oh, my gosh, yes. Now, let's say that you've got your energy devices, your plasma science and so forth, more developed, and you can simply reset your entire field, rejuvenate the physical body, heal any ailment, etc., etc., etc. How would that change things? Uh, well, that would, it would certainly tip the balance in a, in a new direction. All right. Do you think that might serve as an enticing distraction? Ah. Oh. Yes, it would. Right. See, last time round in speaking with the Earthlings here, we pointed out that uh, that's the game that is going to be played. Because the game is to play good guy, bad guy, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the the... The Lucifer program. Uh, some time ago, you were doing this with the channel, and the question came up about Lucifer. And so he connected with this later, and it never came up in any channeling session. No one ever asked who or what is Lucifer. Mm-hmm. So he asked, and we said a computer program. Mm. That's simply part of that that artificial or technical intelligence that is the false light universe. Mm-hmm. You know, it has its uh, counterfeit spirit. It has a God program in it. It has a Lucifer program in it. And one of the games that's played involving worlds like yours is they have a God program, and then they introduce a Lucifer program. Mm. And what they end up doing is allowing the Lucifer program to run amok and make things so horribly, drastically bad for mm. the beings there, like planet Earth, 3D planet Earth, that without some form of intervention, mm-hmm. you're all going to die, and it's going to be ruined, the world will be destroyed, and so mm-hmm. the Savior program kicks in, which is part of the God program. Right. But it's all the same computer system. Right. And so you've got these beings 
who, yes, on one level, are saving you and bringing forth these wonderful technologies, and they're going to lead you into this wonderful golden age that's been prophesied. And it's actually going to be a golden cage <laughs> for those who don't realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this Lance White entity, right, mm-hmm. has always talked about the bigger sandbox to play in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what you wouldn't realize is you're going into this beautiful new age, which is the new cage. It's the mm-hmm. golden age. <laughs> And you can live as long as you want in prime of life condition and perfect health and oh, it's going to be creative and fun and beautiful, etc. And what you don't realize as you're going into this magnificent golden cage is that the door is slowly closing imperceptibly behind you. Mm. And next thing you know, after a few thousand years of this, you sort of slip down into a silver age, but it's still really, really nice, especially compared to the rubbish you're living now. Mm-hmm. And you do that for a few thousand years, and next thing you know, you're in a Bronze Age. Yeah, it's all right. But eventually, and we told the Earthlings this last time, and we said, eventually you end up in a nice, long Iron Age again, Mm. and you end up right back here. Mm. And that would be again and again and again. Oh, well, you've done it enough times already, haven't you? Well, I have. (laughs) Yes, Congratulations. But at least at this time, you know the deal. Mm-hmm. So the game is not to get distracted and to step into your own power. It's simply a matter of coming into complete choice. Mm-hmm. You've reached the choice point of eternity. Mm-hmm. From this point forward, you would be able to choose which of the infinite possibilities you want to experience, and you will experience it. Wow. 100% at choice. That is what is natural. We've said many times, if you are stuck in one dimension, you are not free. If you're stuck on one planet, you are not free. And especially if you're stuck in one embodiment, you are not free. Mm -hmm. If you are truly free, infinite spirit, a direct and full expression of the infinite energy field itself, then you will be able to express yourself as you want in any of the infinite realities. Mm. And come and go as you please. And of course, you know, intellectually at least, that the linear space and linear time are just illusions within the program here. Mm -hmm. But they're toys that you can play with. See, to us, space and time are toys. Mm -hmm. And we can build fun scenarios and games and go into those realities and play. Major difference is we are not enslaved by our toys. Ah, right. Nor are you trying to enslave, right, uh, with those toys? Well, would you consider yourself enslaved by linear space and linear time? Yes. That's the current reality. Now, what you've got coming up is the opportunity to transcend all of that. Now, as you may have noticed... The way things are playing out, it doesn't look too bloody likely that the whole planet is going to wake up and go holding hands, skipping through the daisies to get there. Right, right. It doesn't look that way. Right. It looks like a lot of the Earthlings are going to go down with the ship of the old world. Mm-hmm. They will go into the cosmic recycle bin. Mm-hmm. You've been there before, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot of times. Right. 
And it's simply that you've chosen this as your time to wake up and to transcend all of that and step off that hamster wheel of karma and reincarnation. Doesn't it seem that the problem is that the longer you're here, uh, kind of backsliding, the more difficult it is to make that transition when it happens? That's up to you. Mm. See, now you can take an idea like that and turn it into a teaching, and then you will make it more difficult and challenging for you. Right, right. See, it's all up to you. It always drops right back in your own lap, you know? Mm. Responsibility, imagine that. (laughs) Which is really the ability to respond. Mm. Yes, but the temptations can be great. And, see, part of the tricky game of your world is, well, let's use one of our favorite old quotes. Only in a world as dysfunctional as yours could there possibly be such a thing as misguided love. (laughs) Right? Yeah. All right, how many times have you or people listening done things out of love because you care so much and you made a total muck of it? Yeah, a few times. It all backfired on you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So this is going to get tricky here because what a lot of the earthlings do is automatically revert to the old programming. And so many earthlings that we've spoken with see, okay, they're going to go into a separate reality from the people they love. Their children, for example. That's always the first one that comes up. And so they would actually hold themselves back and go into the golden cage so they can be with their children, not realizing you could go into whatever your version of heaven on earth is and live this rich, full life, and that earth would simply serve as your launching pad into the infinite. And simultaneously, you would be able to go into the golden cage earth matrix and visit your child, children anytime you want. Mm, mm-hmm. Because there are no limitations on you except what you would impose on yourselves. Mm. Now, you've mastered the fine art of imposing limitations on yourselves. (laughs) Thank you. We stand in awe. (laughs) Okay. We thought we were screwed up. Well, we were right. However, Hmm. then we come to your world. Oh, dear. (laughs) This is a tricky one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You see, the, the tricky one yeah, is because the false light universe is designed to pretend to be the love and the light when it isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, in your silly little Bibble book, there's the passage that says that the devil keeps transforming himself into an angel of light. Mm. The purpose is deception. The so-called dark side only has one power, and that's the power of deception. Those working on the so-called dark side have the ability to deceive themselves into thinking they are these nasty little predatory creatures. Mm. That's all they are. They believe it, just like you believe in nothing but a pathetic little snotling from 3D planet Earth. (laughs) Okay. They believe it, and so they've deceived themselves into believing that, and their only power over you is the power of deceiving you into believing they have power over you, Mm. And in the act of believing, you just gave them the power. Right, right. That makes sense. Right. And there we're back to the hijacking of the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Well, it seems fairly easy to do. 
very, very easy. Earthlings are so easy to fool. Go back to the analogy of a billion frames per second. They're beings who would not be fooled by mm. a billion frames per second. Mm-hmm. That would look really herky-jerky to them. Huh. All right? 60 frames per second, you see, oh, wow, so smooth, so graceful. <laughs> Let's say you're looking at a film of someone doing Tai Chi or Qigong, and it's someone who's really a master of it, and you look at it, and oh, that is the smoothest, most graceful movement you've ever seen. <laughs> and to someone else, it looks... <laughs> yeah. So we have fun with the earthlings. And, uh, for example... We threw this question out, well, we've done it many times throughout the years of doing this. We ask, how many of you in the audience regard beings like Mozart or Bach, Beethoven, Brahms as great musical geniuses? And they all do. Mm-hmm. And we say, we don't. We perceive them as simply a little less blocked than the rest of you. Hmm. Interesting. If you set your imaginations free, that's another thing you can do if you want a suggestion. Set your imaginations free and imagine what you could do with infinite possibilities of simply light and sound. And how many light spectra can there be in the midst of infinity? Quite a few. Uh, Would it maybe be infinite? Yes. Right. See, we ask sometimes whole lists of questions, and the answer is always infinite. Hmm. Right? Or as you would say in your mathematics, lazy eight. Right. It's always infinite. This is infinity. And that's one thing you could do is open yourselves up to the concept of infinity. Earthlings have a little struggle there. Mm-hmm. They're constantly thinking in terms of limitation mm-hmm. and just what they've been programmed to experience. Or you've been conditioned for a lot of your TikToks. And the conditioning, yes, runs awfully deep in an earthling at this time. However, what you're looking for is that magical moment when things open up and you can simply go into your own version of heaven on earth, and what we're recommending is that you choose a version of heaven on earth from which you can access all the rest of infinity mm. at will. So that your linear would be space, wonderful. right? Your your linear time and linear space will then just be toys, mm-hmm. and you can play with them as you will. And we give loads of little examples. One, one that, that the Earthlings have enjoyed is you're living in the, the new Earth. And you get up in the morning, it's beautiful, and you're going to walk down this pathway alongside the river to go visit your friend. And you're walking along, and something catches your attention in your peripheral vision. And you look over and go, oh, there's a portal open. How cool. And you walk over and walk through the portal, and whoop, you're in the fairy realms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're having a great time, you're manifesting as all kinds of different beings, and you have 900,000 years worth of experience there. Mm, wow. and, and one day, something catches your attention in your peripheral vision. And you go, oh, there's that portal. Oh, that's right, I'm on my way to see so-and-so. <laughs> 
and you step back through the portal, and in this reality of your new earth, it was like one second in, one second out. Mm-hmm. And you go down the path and visit your friend and say, the coolest thing happened on the way here. Huh. And you haven't even left the planet. Wow. And you've still got infinity to explore. Well, now that could be a fun game. Infinity. We find infinity loads of fun. In fact, what's a load of fun for us is interacting with Earthlings and observing it. And the funniest thing to us is that you think this is real. Hmm. To us, it looks like, oh, we're not talking 100 frames per second. (laughs) We're looking at a frame every 100 seconds. Oh, boy. And you think it's real. That seems pretty sad. Well, from an Earthling perspective, yes, it's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Right, but now is the time when you've got this wonderful opportunity to transcend it all. And you may have noticed that your world is being prepared for a split. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is beginning. When we resumed the public channelings, of course, then the first title was Separation into Oneness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's happening on the on those levels has more to do with each each person or each group having their own particular reality become their their oneness. If these groups want to go as groups, they may do that. And you may choose to go with a group, but then are you not also free to have your own personal ascension? Well, I would think so. Well, of course you would, yes. Ah, yes, the the groups. Oh, well. Yes, you, you will have these beings, especially in the uh, religious world. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones who think that they're the only ones. <coughs> in fact, one of the old stories of one of the, the masters who had a disciple who was capable of going on a cosmic journey, and so the master took him up into these higher dimensions, and they're going along, and, and the master says, oh, oh, quiet. These are all Catholics over here in this area, and they tiptoe, sneak around, and get by, and they walk along having a fine journey, and, oh, wait, wait, stop, stop. Okay, now these are all Muslims over here, blah, 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 etc. You know, so there are all these different religious groups. And finally, the disciple asks, well, why, why is it we tiptoe past all of these beings and and the master said it's because they all think they're the only ones up here (laughs) so all these silly little groups that you've got yes they can go have their own little reality so like your so-called born-again christians they can have their rapture they can do that and go into their little cute little christian world Mm -hmm. so what Well, that would be a relief to uh, separate from those people. Right, and so that's part of what's happening. It would be a relief for them to separate from you. Exactly. Because as far as they are concerned, you and the channel are demonized. Of course, right. Right. Oh, evil. Well, the... uh, (laughs) Right. mm Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a uh, period of time during the religious 
history that there were uh, burnings and all kinds of horrible things. Uh, at one time? Or... <laughs> at many times. Right. Well, it's still going on, except uh, torture and mutilation and beheadings and all that wonderful stuff is the, the new gig, rather than burning at the stake and so forth. Oh, okay. Yes. So there's still loads of that going on. So if beings want to do that, they can go off into their own reality and do that to their heart's discontent. Mm. And ultimately, there is no judgment in it, because it's simply part of the field. Everything is part of the field. Wouldn't wouldn't any particular uh, reality that the person chose eventually run out of gas and seem uh, rather tedious and uh, tired? It seems stupid. Mm -hmm. Right they would eventually wake up and grow out of that. Mm. And so there are many of you who have chosen this as your time to come into this awakening and transcend all of this, and it's not up to you to determine when, where, and how any other entity comes to that on their own. Right. And ultimately, the linear time thing is an illusion anyway, so what does it matter? Right. It doesn't. Right, that that would make sense. Yes, and just remember, your higher truth is always that it doesn't matter. Hmm. Because as soon as it matters, you are stuck in matter. Ah, right. (laughs) Yes. Your language is fun, all kinds of silly little games we play with words. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so back to being bunged up about things out here. No matter what your persuasion would be politically, religiously, economically, etc. Understand that this is all rubbish. For example, if you were truly evolved as a species, would you have any such thing as a government? No. Precisely. I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No evolved species would set up something as ludicrous as a government. Because if you're living in a world where everyone is the field, they know it completely, and act accordingly. What are you going to do with a government? It would be superfluous. At best, yes. Uh, You're right, and it would be a drain on the energy because it uses so much resources to get nothing done. Oh, yes. Now, for every dollar you send to Washington, D.C., how much do you get back? Uh, Nothing except a request for more dollars. Right. Very good. You might get a few pennies worth of so-called services that you could provide much more efficiently on your own exactly. locally. Exactly. Yes. Right, so the whole thing's ludicrous. And what about religions? If you're a truly evolved species, what do you need with religious teachings and practices? Well, nothing. Exactly. <laughs> they have, might they'll have good incense. Right. Do you need religion to make incense? Sell incense. <laughs> right. And what about economies? Well, that's just a bunch of hooey. Exactly. That's all trumped up and made up. Oh, Trump. There he is again. Can't get away from him, can you? (laughs) No. And back to the Donald then, since you bring him up. Wherever you channel your energies, that's what you get more of. For example, you were alive at the time when Lyndon Johnson was your president in your country. Mm Mm-hmm. He declared war on poverty. What did you end up with? Uh, Poverty. (laughs) More poverty. 
The Richard Nixon entity declared war on cancer. What did you end up with? Cancer. Hmm. Loads and loads more. Yes, of course, that's feeding a multi-trillion dollar industry, right? Oh, yes. All right. And then, of course, you had the war on drugs. What did you end up with? Oh, more drugs. Right. And now the war on terror. Oh, that's a bad one. Right, etc., etc. Wherever you focus your attention, you are feeding your divine creative energy into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to planet Earth. (laughs) And then, of course, you have the people who disagree with that, and then you have the people that disagree with the people who disagree, and it seems like a never-ending chain of... uh, of uh, distractions. And then you've got the ones who understand it all, so they think, and they walk up and grab the two that are fighting and they bang their heads together and tell them to shape up and get with our program. Mm hmm. Yes. Same rubbish. Mm hmm. So it's all been a lot of silliness for a long, long time in your experience. But in cosmic timing, what are a few thousand Earth years? Not much. A blink of right. an eye. Right. We like to say that from a galactic perspective. And and for you, we're talking about this one ordinary, run-of-the-mill backwater galaxy. And from a galactic perspective, all of human history on planet Earth doesn't even register as a blip on a radar screen. Wow. And within that blip, how long is your lifespan? Oh, it's already been been and gone. Blip, right. See, that was done intentionally by the uh, genetic engineers who uh, decided they wanted a slave race here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And one of the things they needed to do was diminish, drastically diminish the lifespan, because they couldn't let you stay alive too long because you'd gain a lot of knowledge and then turn it into wisdom and turn that into power and tell them to buzz off. Mm -hmm. So they needed to keep your lifespans ridiculously short. And, of course, you've come to the point where you just believe this is natural, this is just the way it is, and blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> and Earthlings, are very, Earthlings are very good with blah, 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 blah. <laughs> We get it from the cartoons. Yes. Hmm. And so imagine now that you've got these beings who are trying to use the humans and this planet to serve as an energy source, and especially the humans, we want to focus on that now, right? All right, so we've got them enslaved, but what are you going to do, you know, since you've got such a short lifespan, where do you get a new supply of earthlings? What are you going to do? I beg your pardon? Babies? Well, babies, yes, but what what makes the baby go? Uh, Maybe a soul comes into the body? Oh, right, right, yes. Right. How about setting up a recycling system to keep the souls recycling back into fresh bodies? Ah. Ah. Yes. Oh. Um, oh, Earthling TikToks. Yes, we're running. We're running almost out of out of the time for the show. Oh dear, and we're just getting into the fun part because we're getting into the Moon Matrix. Oh uh, yes. The recycling department. Yes, that's where it happens, isn't it? That's it. Yes. Well, when that's, you, when you yeah. go to the light, you're being sucked along a tractor beam into the moon to go through this game, a life review, etc., to get shot right back down into a fresh body, and that's how they keep 
the humans limited and stupid, etc. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm. Well, I say it's time for that to stop. Right. And it's time for your show to stop because you're out of TikTok, right? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Well, this was fun. <laughs> it's always fun for us. Yes, well, it certainly was a surprise to me. In well, a way. In a way. In a way, yes. All right. Well, uh, oh, is that I, a hint? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's a very hint, blunt hint. Right. All right. Pip, pip, cheerio, and all that good rot. Hey, what? Yep. Well, thank you, um, Protarians and Tim and um, audience and listeners and uh, people who are not listening. And um, we'll have to have another chat soon, and we'll keep, maybe we can continue where we picked where we left off. 